Well, we want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. I'm here with Rhonda, and we're so excited to dive into our conversation today. And let's just start by saying, Holy Spirit, come. Yes. Whatever you want us to talk about today, wherever you want us to take this conversation, we're open to that. And we're so excited that you're a part of this conversation too, that you're listening. And we pray that whatever the Holy Spirit wants to speak in you, whatever he's doing in you, that all we would align to what he's doing in each one of us as we enter into this conversation. So I thought it'd be great, Rhonda, maybe to start today just by sharing a little bit about how you're doing in this season and a little bit about what you sense God is doing in this season. I mean, we're we're in a, what feels to me like a very unique season, like not unique in the sense of like, you know, for many, many years of ministry, we've been hungry for God to move. And, and that hunger has always been a part of the motivation of why we do what we do. But this season just seems a little bit different. And I just don't remember, maybe I've felt like this in other seasons, but I don't remember feeling like just so excited and anticipating what God is doing. But at the same time, like there's no emphasis for me or even like really, uh, I don't I don't know what the word is, but like, I don't, I don't feel that it's necessary to have our churches full. It's not about that. Like the pursuit is about the presence of God, but it's like the result of that pursuit, people are coming in droves. Like, like all of our campuses are thriving and flourishing in an incredible way that is just beyond but it's like not about that at all. Do you know what I mean? There's just such a sense of hunger and such a sense of movement. And I think the journey that you and I have been on over this last like many, many months and even a couple of years, probably even many years going through the COVID season and all of that, but is coming to this place of utter reliance on the Holy Spirit and utter reliance on God, taking the weight off of ourselves, taking the weight off of like all these things that I can do, that I've got to move, that I've got to make happen. And placing that weight on the presence of God, on the moving of the spirit and trusting him to have his way. And I think that's been part of the major shift that's happened in this season, but it's not easy (laughs) and, but it's beautiful. So beautiful. Or I think you articulated that so beautiful because, you know, I, I feel like in this season right now, as we're building again from COVID, you know, I I say that from COVID because there was a huge momentum. If we would speak specifically to Life Center, we were, had full staff, everyone was here, we were building, felt like every Sunday, we just didn't know what was going to happen, this momentum, and then COVID came, and then we've kind of, now we're on the other side, we're deaf, thank you, Jesus, right now we're on this other side, but it has been a couple years of a lot of transition and if we were to speak specifically about our campus about our church a lot of transition just staff in various reasons and purposes not just life changes moving yeah different career choices whatever it may be but a lot of transition and with that it really has left a unique (laughs) a unique growing opportunity for our campus in particular to have younger, newer staff come, which has been phenomenal. Like you're saying, we're pretty light. Laura, we're pretty light. <laughs> yeah. And when you look at yeah. it, it really is, we've said the, like a Gideon army where we've got staff that's come that this is really their first time, first ministry opportunity right. after COVID, not even having been there before, coming on during and building fresh during COVID. And we're light. And at the same time, God is doing something beyond 
what we could even do ourselves. Like people are saying, this is the best it's been. This is like, wow, I'm experiencing this. And we're like, oh my goodness. It's like, if you would pull back the veil, I almost feel like the Wizard of Oz. You know what it's like, big Oz? They have this big voice that looks so scary. You'd pull back the curtain, it's one little man. I feel like it's kind of like that. They're like, all this is happening. You pull back the curtain, there's like this small handful of people but God is showing us that it is actually not relying on us. It's not about us. It, it really is about him moving a hundred people and he's meeting people where they're at. And God's also teaching me in this season something really unique that I, I feel it's going to be so instrumental for what's to come. Every season we face, and I feel like this is probably a fresh moment that I'm this morning as we were talking about podcasting, it was a fresh revelation for me that God is showing me some past present and future experiences that I'm stewarding right now. Every day when we're stretched and where we feel like we're at a capacity where we we don't know what to do, we feel like this is more than I can handle, or am I even doing a great job, or am I handling all this well? We really do feel like we're managing so many things. God in those moments, it's a beautiful opportunity to open our Holy, allow the Holy Spirit to say, Holy Spirit, is there anything in my life that's triggering? For me, honestly, is it striving? Is it perfectionism? Is it trying to attain something? Is it pride? Because not everything is perfect. I don't, it's actually less than it, because everything is new and training and so so few of us that we're having to rely on so many things outside of our own expertise and it's just beautiful but it's hard it's also hard so laying down some of those things allowing the holy spirit to go deeper and then today god what's that fresh revelation that you have for me to experience you right now being present in your presence what is it that you're teaching me right now about your grace about your sufficiency about your strength and weakness oh gosh that one's a hard one about all that you are what are you teaching me today about my identity in you not in what i do not in how i appear but in who i am in you in the quiet place and also how am i stewarding this season for what's to come how am i stewarding people around me for what you're calling them to be but how am i stewarding my own life and my own experience with you to be able to be prepared for what you have in store for the future. So I feel like just like in the book of Revelation, it's always about the past, the present, the future. I feel like God is showing me fresh today. And in the season, it's about how he's healing the past, how he's showing me how the past affects and sabotages what he's doing in the present for me to receive today, a fresh revelation, so I can steward for what he has for tomorrow. Wow. So I feel like that's what he's showing me in this season right now. And I think it's, I'm so grateful for that. And I don't want to miss it. I don't want to just get through to be like, well, I want to get to where our team is fully. We've got all this happening and maybe we're through transitions and we're on the other side of building. No, I actually feel like this, there is such a gem of what's happening right now with who I'm with, how God's partnering, but what I'm experiencing that I don't want to bypass the season. In the past, I would have wanted to get through harder seasons like this quicker to be like, I just want it to be easy again. But now God, I don't feel that. I feel like I want to steward this in a way to say, God, I want to, I want to be able to glean all that I can because it is actually extraordinary for what you're doing in the ordinary season. But in a stretching season, God's doing the supernatural and uh, I want to have the eyes to see it. And I don't want to look too far ahead. I don't want to look behind. I want to be present, but I want to pull from both of those, the front and the back to say, God, I'm stewarding something really special and I don't want to miss it. 
So yeah. How about you, Laura? Like even unpacking that, what's your thoughts on what I've just shared? Yeah, it is. That's really, really interesting. But I think such an incredible articulation of what is happening right now. All of those three things kind of working in tandem together. And maybe that's what does feel a little bit different about this season that that we're intentionally engaging both the past and the things that are tripping us up from taking a step or even being present in the present moment, just being in the presence of God. Um, and then in the present, it's like the discipline to slow down, the discipline to take one or two or five minutes a couple of times a day just to rest in what God has already provided, to actually open our eyes, to see what he's at work doing, to align to his work, to to come into that with intention. And then from that place and from that anchoring and from that hope and from that foundation, go into the what the future looks like, the preparation of the future. God, how is what you're doing right now preparing me for what is to come? And I, and I think they are all very, very interconnected. Mm-hmm. And, and even, you know, it's true that I haven't thought of it like that, but even as I just think back to, you know, how we're leading our services, how we're uh, coaching or counseling people, how we're walking alongside people, all of these things are coming up together simultaneously mm-hmm. as important. I mean, there's no doubt that almost everybody that you talk to, there is a sense of preparation. This, this is a preparation season. There's a sense of something changing about, and it's probably, again, what we've come through has, has brought to the forefront of our mind, this awareness of how quickly the world can change. It can just change overnight. Like the entire world can change overnight. And that is actually possible. We experience that in our life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that means for our future we may not see that in our day I don't know we may see that in our day but I think the awareness that that is possible Mm -hmm. has just made us that much more present to the realities even of scripture that invite us to be alert to be awake to be aware to prepare like all Mm -hmm. of these words that are constant invitations in as part of our faith building and I think that that's been like such a focus, but it's like focused us by coming into the present. It's not Mm. focused us as like the only pursuit, the only thing we see, the only like, like a tunnel vision that that's all we're thinking about. Now you have seen and even, you know, man, people who go down the, the YouTube rabbit hole, you do see this whole kind of group of people that are like hyper fixated on only the future yes, and only yes. this preparation and only this like to the point where it's like isolated them from family and friends like we we all know people we've all we're all walking alongside people that have kind of taken this to a very very far extreme but i just love this this um three-pronged mm. you know sense of what god is doing because when we come back into the present with god when we actually take all of that motivation and that excitement mm. and that that intention and we bring it back into the present we recognize no 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 the presence of god is in the present mm. and if we mm-hmm. don't come into the present with him and that takes intention i know it does for me because i'm a very forward thinking person like i am always 
on to the next thing. My, my mind mentally, I love the next plan. I love the next project. I love the next idea. I, I love to dream about, right? So, so because I have to really be intentional to come into this present moment and then also engage, remember to stop and celebrate what God has done. Remember to think about those things that are hindering the present, go back and then bring all of those together in such a beautiful way. That's so, so powerful. But the other thing you touched on that I think is so uh, crucial for this season. And again, I do think it's part of the preparation for what is to come is this next generation piece mm. of training up. And, and it's not for just sure. like next generation. Yes. So younger, of course, a hundred percent, but not even just younger younger in faith, mm-hmm. younger mm-hmm. in development, oh, yes. younger in leadership. Yes. It's not an age. It's not an age thing, but it is bringing people alongside the journey, walking with them, pouring into them. But that is like really hard. That's that's actually really hard work. Not everybody makes it. Like you invest, not everybody makes it. And I feel like, and I don't know if you feel like this, but there's like this whole thing that's happening in culture around even like the management of people and the like leadership culture where it seems like every challenge is taken as toxic leadership, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, you're walking this like super sensitive and any of you that are listening that are in any form of management, I know you know exactly what we're talking about. Like we have to approach things with what feels like such a tenderness in this season, like, you know, respecting different mental health struggles and, but also coming alongside and saying, no, there's more in you. You need to rise. You need to deal with what is holding you back so you can rise in this moment. And it's not for me. Like it's not, I don't need you to do this, but you need to do this for you. You need to do this for your preparation. You need to do this for what God has called you to do. Like there is more in you, but this is a, there's a tension in that and it can be exhausting and scary and difficult and not always received and all of that space, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. It's definitely, and I think this is what we've been talking about, discipleship, and that it's not just about us. It's about what's to come too. It's the generations to follow. And I love that you said that about age too, because a new Christian, that's a that's a child like they're they're needing to be mentored and cared for and nurtured to one day get off the milk and get onto the meat that they can reciprocate that to the next generation whoever is around them and their influence but it is not for the faint of heart to grab hold of that it's easy just to run and to do your own thing and to run along even along people that are just like you Honestly, because it's tough when you're having to walk that out, whether it's in a workplace scenario, whether perhaps you're in a place of management, perhaps you're walking with adult children (laughs) and you're having to disciple and walk. Really, when we have different ways of thinking, different ways of doing things, things that rub could be whatever it may be, whatever it may be, it is not easy to walk together. And this is what it really comes down to. Are we willing to walk together? And are we willing when God puts us in a place of influence, whether it's one person, whether it's 10, whether it's 20, he determines the capacity of your influence. It doesn't matter. It's about, are you stepping in to say it matters how I come along someone else? It does matter. If it's one person, pour your heart in. And like we said, it's not easy. It's 
way easier to say, you know what? Holy Spirit, you take care of it. But you know how he takes care of it? He calls someone to come alongside. He puts puts you in their life. Wow. Thank you. And if you say no, God will call somebody else and you'll miss out on the joy and also the struggle because in that, God uses it to kind of burn things out of us. I find the greatest part of when you're discipling and mentoring and walking alongside, yes, God is forming and there's formation. We get to be the honor of being a part of seeing someone just become more like Jesus. What an honor. But you know what God does? He helps us become more like Jesus in it. And the greatest work actually happens in me. And that's the truth. If I was to give one piece of advice, if I look back and say, what, you know, when you're, if in now, you know, in your forties, what would you tell your 20 year old self? I'd say the greatest thing you'll ever learn is whatever you do, it's going to be more about how God's forming something in you. It's not going to be about the person. It's not even going to be about the struggle. It's, it's going to actually be like what God is going to do in you. It's not, it's not about that. It's really about how he's making you more like Jesus, more humble, just to have greater humility, greater hunger, greater holiness. It comes down to all of those things. And God uses people. He uses that. And that's how he works. It's not just in a church service when God touches down. Yes, we all hunger for that. And that's amazing. But some of the most profound learning opportunities that come in my life where I've been the most transformed have been where I've struggled the most with somebody. And I've had to work it out. I've had to choose to love somebody. And there's been someone in my life. And I actually get like, a little emotional when I think about it, how this person was very, we had a very difficult start, very difficult in our relationship. And it just was so hard. And I struggled so much to like this person. And it was literally a spiritual thing. When I actually strip it all back, it was a spiritual war, but it felt so natural. We just clashed and it was just difficult. And how God now has brought it to such a beautiful place in our relationship that I actually so look forward to being with this person. They have added so much to my life. They've brought such a beautiful perspective to life. Are we so different? (laughs) Yes. As opposite as color and the color wheel, like we're the opposites. God has literally showed me how much pride and how much judgment and criticism and just past perspectives I brought into this relationship and whatever it may be, God showed me that he actually did the greatest work by this person coming into my life. And I needed that person in my life. And has, was it easy? No. And could I chosen to really close that door? Yeah. And could I have been justified at times? Maybe, probably not, but maybe. Well, probably justified by your, by your friends. Yeah, by my friends <laughs> and told, my own. Who told you, you know, like who people were on your side or yeah, whatever, like, right? Oh, yeah. We, oh, we my do, goodness. That's what we do, too. When yeah. we're in those conflicts, yeah. we're like, can you believe this? And this is what's happening. And you're like, oh, my goodness. And then we are, we're like, just we feel justified and all that. Wow, that's profound, Rhonda. It's so profound. And I feel mm-hmm. like now when I look back, I think, Lord, thank you. Thank you for bringing that person mm-hmm. in my life because it actually has made me completely it's really transformed something in me that now there's a space for me to welcome a different perspective, different personalities in my heart, different. And you know what? It's not always easy. There's still Mm -hmm. chaos. There's still things, but you recognize it really is about us becoming more like Jesus. And uh, if I can encourage any of you listening in this season, you might be surrounded by really difficult coworkers. I don't know. You might have really difficult family. You might have friendships right now that are real. And I'm not talking, once again, I feel like we always have to preface, 
we have to be careful. Like I'm not talking about toxic relationships. There's times you need to have healthy boundaries. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about pride or someone that's just life. Makes, life makes you annoyed, ticked off, irritated. You just don't like them. It just bugs you. And it just, you know, gets you upset. What is God doing in you? And how are we able to take a step back and allow him to do a fresh work of formation in our hearts to become more like Jesus. I don't want to become so fixed like cement that I'm never clay. We are clay. He's the potter. And may we stay really soft and supple in his hands that he can mold us. And I want to be like that when I'm 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, that I'm not so set, but that I'm clay in his hand to cause me formed in every season to be formed by him, the master potter. And I feel like this is what he's showing me. God in the past, whatever they may be, may not sabotage today what you want to reveal to me to make me more like you so I can actually step in to love people, but to love you more as I steward the future. And so I think this is part of it. God is using these seasons of stretching and growth, of stretching where we feel like we don't have what we think we needed. In the past, I'd have been like, oh, this is what we need. This is what we need. This is what's going to make it successful. God has stripped all the other way to say, you need me. You actually need me. Tie yourself to me. Bind yourself to me. And I will be faithful. I always have to be, but I'm going to do what you could never do because I actually don't need you, but I want to be with you. And I want you to be with me. And I think that's the whole message that we've been talking about. God doesn't need us and he can do it without us. But the awe-inspiring truth is he wants to do it with us. And that is the heart that we need to be with him because that's the joy. And then we get to see him do what only he can do anyway. So. Wow. Oh my goodness. That is really, really profound. And I think, you know, if you're listening today and someone is coming to mind as Rhonda's telling that story, you're thinking like, ah, this person or my husband's driving me crazy in this season or my wife's driving me crazy in this season or my mom or my, you know, coworker or this or that. I want you just to come into the present and I want you just to ask the Holy Spirit, what are you at work doing? Like, what is it that you're trying to do through this person? What is it that I'm not seeing? Like actually just come and bring some intention around that situation and let the Lord go where he needs to go. Because we are masterful, like Mm. absolutely masterful at when somebody has rubbed us the wrong way for whatever reason, justified or not, that we build a case against them with everything else that they do. So this is what we're talking about, going into the past, looking at what is this case that we've been building against this person? And maybe again, like we're saying, justified, maybe, maybe, maybe like literally it's like, what the heck? But regardless of that, what is God at work doing? What's the Holy Spirit at work doing in the midst of that situation? Can you for a minute come into the present moment, into the presence of God and just listen for how God might want to reveal something fresh to you? Bring a miracle out of that situation. Bring gold out of that situation. Maybe show you something or give you a gift from that situation. Like you have no idea unless you slow and come into the present and listen and actually 
humble yourself in the situation and see what God wants to do. And again, this really does work in any type of situation. If you find yourself in an abusive situation that you should not be in, well, if you come into the present with the Holy Spirit, he's going to tell you, he's going to speak to you and show you, you should not be in that situation and, and help you to have the courage to, to get out of that situation. So it's not always just about enduring this awful situation, but what is the revelation that God has for you in the midst of that and then walking that out again because this is all what we're talking about today this is part of your preparation for what he has for you to continue to walk out where he wants to bring you in leadership where he wants to bring you and bring other people alongside to walk with you and so he's got to work this out in order to bring you to that next space i love all the scriptures that talk about you know if we can steward what we've been given then we can be entrusted with more if we can steward the little Mm. that god gives us then we can be entrusted with more and that's kind of the journey Mm. of our lives is like these little stewardship opportunities to say, God, like, help me to steward well, like Mm -hmm. what you've placed in my hands today. And if that means this annoying person in my life, or if this, you know, means this job that I really don't like, but maybe you have me here for a reason, the greater than I can see, or, you know, whatever the situation is, God, help me to steward this situation well so that I can then walk into the next season and you can entrust me with more. Now, I want to circle back to something that you talked about earlier. And because I think that this, it might be interesting for some different people who find themselves in this situation, but you spent a number of years in the business world and now you're in le- in leadership in the business world and now you're in leadership in the church world. Like talk a little bit about the difference for oh. you as a leader, like being yeah, able to, yeah. cause you, you had to walk along, you developed people, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. came alongside people, you had to bring, you know, correction and like, you know, just do all the things that a manager has to do in managing people. And then now you're in a similar situation where you have a team, a staff, and you have to manage them. So talk a little bit about some of those differences and what you're navigating in that. Oh, you know, the business world is much easier. Because when you think of the business world as black and white, you are a boss and there's not always an expectation of you being a friend, right? Now, and we're taking apart being a a female too. That's a whole other conversation too. Oh, that would be an interesting one too. (laughs) I think so, yeah. (laughs) Expectations on female bosses versus a male boss, very different. So there's often expectation of a bit more of a nurturing, but in the business world, not so much. In the business world, it's very much black and white, but there is, I'm not saying there is a whole it's element there. there. It's a different okay. element. Okay. There is a different element for sure. Um, but black and white, and you can say it as it is, close the door. It's done. It's not, you're really at work with these people. You might have a few outside of the work, but it really is a very clean lane. You get into the church world. Oh, it's like 10 lanes interpassing everywhere because you've got your sisters and brothers in Christ as a body. You are a spiritual community together, which brings a lot of emotional. You're walking through very deep things and then you're bringing in pastoral side and mentoring, discipling, teaching, and then also HR boss. Genuine, just literal boss, boss, where you literally have to step in. Talk about sick days, talk about vacation days, realign culture, whatever it may be, job performance, hold the line. Exactly. So you can imagine that interstate has got so many passes over it that you're constantly juggling hats. And it's a really hard because you do have that spiritual community. And this is also your friendships. So it's 
everything is in one and your family. So it, everything is in one spot. It's not easily divided. So it can be very, very difficult to have clean boundaries and lanes. And as a, a was saying in these words, in management positions or in places of where you're leading and a boss type of personality, it can be very difficult, very, very difficult because it's not clean. And you're, it's a very emotionally charged area too, because people are spiritually, they feel safe. It's like home. So your filters are different than when you're at work and a different mindset. And even in a workplace and you want that family environment, but this is also the challenge when you have to flip over to be a more on the HR boss side. It can be very challenging. So many that come into ministry face this as a head-on collision. There's this feeling of, wow, it'd be so amazing to work at a church. Lori, how many people have talked to you about that? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it's my dream to work it's at Life like, Center or work at a church and you're like, or work well, in ministry. And you're like, oh. It, it, it does come. <clears throat> I have a little bit of a, a sore throat today. Sorry, everyone. Well, not sore. Allergies. It's more allergies. <clears throat> it does come with its own challenge of that. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh, totally. And you know what? The, the complications of, you know, the, this type of um, all of those roles colliding together, it has yielded some pretty hilarious situations, like hilarious, not in the moment at all. No, but no. if we like, if we like reminisced or, or thought about some of the situations, like I remember oh. I had one time, like somebody was like one of, one of my team that I was overseeing that I was, um, leading was not doing well or whatever, or un unhappy in the role. And, um, their spouse came in to meet with me and talk to me about it. And I was like, in what world would a spouse come in to your workplace to, to talk to your boss, your boss about oh my how unhappy they were? And I was like, oh, <laughs> just put yourself in the government like and your spouse comes and talks to your director. What? That would never happen. Like it's just, Ever. it was <laughs> such a funny situation. But again, again, like yeah. this person, I had a relationship with that person. Yeah. So they felt comfortable to come and speak and advocate. And, but the situation, the actual situation when I was in it, I was like, what is happening right now? Like so many lines were crossed in that moment. Like in so many different ways that oh, it was just like such a, you just realize, wow. Or the other part that's really, 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 really hard is that, you know, and again, if you've ever lost a job or had to be let go from a job, like that's not an easy situation, period. It's really not from any job because it's your livelihood. It's, you know, like there's lots that goes into it. But when someone loses their job at a church, it's not just their job. It's also their entire faith community that they lose. Like it is, it's devastating. Like it is absolutely devastating. So we also hold sort of that in major tension as we're navigating just very real yeah. like issues, yeah. workplace issues that, that we have to navigate with people. So it's an interesting, interesting <laughs> dynamic for it sure. Is. I know. So that's just a little sneak peek yeah. into what kind of happens behind the curtain 
is it is a workplace. It is a professional job in the sense there's everything that there would be required performance and talk, you know, definitely as a, a leadership, we are able to talk to our staff and we're so blessed, but these are the challenges, the major challenges that in the workplace, you don't have that. And there's no expectation in the sense you just want to have a calm and a, a good working relationship with your boss, but you don't have this expectation of your boss to be your great friend, to walk your you spiritual through, leader, you know, your be, mentor you know, in life, to your, be a soft place to say, no, you don't. You actually are like, no, they're my boss. Like it's all job. You just have a different mindset in the workplace. The expectation on leadership is very difficult. And that's oftentimes where that clash happens. Their expectation of you all of a sudden doesn't meet an expectation or challenges an expectation or is like, that's not realistic. And those collide and uh, it can be very challenging, but that's, that's part of how we just have to navigate it together. And there's great joy in it, but great stretching in it too. Lots of growth, but yeah. I know I tell everybody, 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 (laughs) what do you tell them who wants to be join the team, especially if they're joining the staff team, after being a volunteer for a number of years, I tell every single person, like, you know that it's going to change completely once this becomes an expectation. Like this is your job expectation now. Like you've only been celebrated as a volunteer and you always will be celebrated. Yes, Mm. there's going to be sometimes as a volunteer that, you know, there are conversations about growth, but really, you know, that those are really for your benefit to, you know, to help you flourish. But for the most part, like as a volunteer, we're just so appreciative of any the gift of your time and the gift of your gifts and the gift of, you know, the body of Christ coming together. But as soon as you come on staff, that's no longer a gift to us. That's Mm -hmm. an expectation of your job that you receive a paycheck for. Like it's not, it actually does become very black and white, but most people, most people really, really struggle in that transition time. Mm. It just takes time to move Mm. from the volunteer mindset of being just continually and only celebrated to the, oh, wait a second, like I have to show up and I have to do this and I'm expected to do this Mm. and my reward is a paycheck and that's it. (laughs) Like it's not, it's not the same anymore. And it is, it's a major shift. Yeah. So this, (laughs) so this, I hope this would be a really encouraging and enlightening conversation for those listening but this is a pull back the curtain of like what what is God doing and what is he doing in our lives as leaders we want to be very open with you but also how is he transforming us and how is he working and so Mm -hmm. I love that Mm -hmm. as we're closing this podcast I love all that we talked about at the end of the day Mm -hmm. you know how I love that you said that come into that space with Holy Spirit how is he bringing the past into today to heal you to be able to set you free to give you wisdom discernment on what you need to do today mm-hmm. to steward what he has for you for tomorrow. Yeah, that's so, so good. Lean in. And if you're a leader, uh, manager, if you oversee people, we just, we pray for you. Yes. Like we do. We pray for you. We pray for wisdom for you. We pray for godly, spirit-filled empowerment in your leadership, um, in whatever sphere you lead from. It is a difficult season to be a leader or to be a manager. Uh, people I think are coming out of leadership in droves because of the pressure and because yeah. of the expectation, because of the blame culture and because of, you know, it's, uh, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. And listen, 
like leaders have done a poor job stewarding their leadership. So uh, yes, in some cases, rightfully so, I understand why things need to change. Um, but it, that, that to be said, it's a hard time of culture and, and society to be in leadership. So we just come alongside you. We pray for you. We pray for wisdom for you. Um, hold fast in the midst of your leadership. God has you where you are for a reason. And again, come into that present moment, even on a daily basis and sometimes several times a day, just to ask the Holy Spirit, what are you doing? How can I steward this leadership that you've given me? How do I step into this well? How do I do this in a healthy way? How do I genuinely love people and come alongside them and help them rise? You know, those are those are prayers Rhonda and I are praying on a daily basis, mm-hmm. several times mm-hmm. a day as we walk with people, as we lead people, as we steward what God has placed into our hands. So bless you today. We've loved chatting. Have a great day.